and I just love it because it's that thought felt very Arya to me of like right I've I've killed a kid yeah I kissed I, I kissed the hound. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Zach. This is our apology episode. Oh, yeah, it is. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, because yeah. we were sicky, we wanted to kind of double up this week and get you guys... Another episode, because yeah. we missed our, our Friday. Since we missed that one last week. Because so. we were sick, people. And so this is what would normally have been hitting you guys when that one came out. But, you know, we're going to release it now. Because we're cool guys like that. You're welcome. If you've joined us before, we are thankful that you're here and <laughs> joining us again. If you have not joined us, we are full spoiler. We talk about the books as a whole and as if you have also read them. If you do not want to be spoiled, get the fuck out of here. A lot of expectation on this podcast that you've done some work yourself, so get to it. Or stay and get spoiled. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I think there's some people that do that anyway, and that's okay. Like, that's you, that's you that's fucking cool. want. So last episode, we were reading John 2 from Storm of Swords. Johnny saw some giants. Yeah, he started out with Tormund. They were making their way down the milk water. Or the, I think they were well past the milk water. They're bros uh, now. Yeah, they're pretty tight. They're, it's, it's pretty so- cool. Uh, along with Longspear, Rake, and Ygritte. They've kind of got this little group of them the making their way. Downtown walking And, past. you know, there's a lot of talking about John and thinking about John's... Vows and keeping his honor with the knights. And how he wants a dick. But, you know, she's just a badass bitch that. Right. She's going to take what she wants. Right. And so he gets attacked by an eagle. And that's Orel. And Rattleshirt summons him for Mance because Mance has found the Fist of the First Men. She. And it's fucked. The whites obviously have decimated it. Only finding dead horses, though. No. No bodies. Corpses. Yeah, lots of blood all over. Hmm, what nasty, does that mean? Business. And, yeah, man says he's had enough of Jon Snow's bullshit because he's clearly been lying to him. And he wants it true, how many they have, and Jon feeling he's forsaking for true. Now the, the vows of the Night's Watch tells him true, 300 men, and they were led by the old bear, which Mance thinks is a great boon to them because if they can beat Mormont back to the wall, they fucking got it. So Mance immediately sent out his men different ways. We got to meet Varamir Sixkins, who's a badass. Yeah, that was pretty tight. And he told John that you and Egret, because you clearly love each other, as John confirmed, uh, will go over the wall with Steer and Yarl. Yarl. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be of some use, or Steer can cut out your black crow heart. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And they do so. And then Rattleshirt tries to talk some shit, but... Ghost shows up, and Egret tells John, I so, didn't tell him when we started fucking, so let's go make that a thing happen right now. And no. they do. Well, we assume they do. We they assume do. they do. But we're not reading John this episode. Fuck nah. We were reading Sansa. Sansa. And Sansa 2 of Storm of Swords is what we were reading. Yeah. But last episode that we read on Sansa, what was she doing? She was, oh, she was uh, meeting Marjorie Terrell and... Yeah, she was tripping out because she had an invite to sup with Marjorie. And in in the Red Keep, she doesn't know that could mean anything and be really from anyone. But 
She frets over it, gets dressed all fancyful, gets escorted by the beautiful and wondrous Sir Loras Tyrell, who she kind of inserts her foot into her mouth a little bit by talking about Renly and upsetting him a little bit. Not unintentionally, of course. And it's, they, she takes her to the Maiden Vault, where the Tyrells are staying, LOL. And she meets Marjorie, and Marjorie sweeps her up and introduces her to her family, and we get to meet Olena, the fucking Queen of Thorns. Yeah, it's a fucking cool-ass moment, and she takes her in, you know, aside as she gets the singer going louder and louder and starts pelting her with the questions about Joffrey. What the fuck is he like? And gets the truth out of Sansa for it. Um, Sansa's paranoid as fuck. Yeah, they also reveal that they mean to marry Sansa to Marjorie's brother. And at first, Sansa's like, yo, Loris, score. And they're like, shut up, stupid girl. Yeah, Loris is in the Kingsguard. He can't marry us. No, you'll be marrying our lame brother, Willis, who rules at Highgarden in our father's stead currently. And Sansa's kind of disappointed by that, but still elated at the thought of Highgarden and escaping the hellhole that is King's Landing. On to Sansa 2. Sansa's getting fitted for a new gown. What yeah. up, girl? Getting those measurements. Yeah. And she asks why, because she's like, hmm, Because the queen commanded it, my dear. Which fucking queen is the question? And it's the queen regent, of course. Right. But she thinks, you know, Marjorie, not quite a queen yet, but she was Mar- uh, Renly's. There's the queen of thorns, there's Cersei, but yeah, it's Cersei. So... Sansa is convinced that Marjorie and Elena have their hands in this anyway. Yeah. I she she's still dreaming so hard, girl. Like what you doing? They may say you're a dreamer. And she is, man. Yeah. Like, fuck, Marjorie had nothing to do with this shit. Yeah, I can see why this chapter could be viewed as a regression for Sansa, but for me, the chapter just kind of endeared her to me more. No, like, I I mean, I can't blame her. I'm fucking A, I want this girl to catch a break, and she just can't. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what's so bad about picturing puppies on your lap, man? Like, no, I didn't. Who doesn't want to die in a puppy pile? a lot more than I expected. But, but. yeah, it is, it is frustrating, because she, she should know... She should know by this point to not be... I mean, she literally points it out in other girls how how silly they are about these songs and these fantasies. Right. And she's still so willing to trust. And it's funny because the Hound has always given her shit about it. And now she's giving these girls this fucking same thinking thought process that the Hound puts on her. But still doesn't believe it and follows her little dreams and songs and stuff. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that how... quickly Olena was able to, you know, oh, stupid girl, like shit like that. And how it doesn't seem like it's all that big a deal, but that's how Cersei was when we first met her in Game of Thrones. She was very like, oh, pretty, oh, you're so stupid, but it's okay. Well, and like turned the venom real quick. And so even though Olena is the queen of thorns and known for it, I don't know that that necessarily makes it any better than what Cersei did. Right. And so I think that she's kind of, again, not seeing that Dantos wasn't necessarily incorrect here when she goes over that, saying that the Tyrells are very much just Lannisters. Yeah, with with roses. She, the seamstress tells her that Cersei has said that she is a woman grown now and she should not be dressing like a little girl. And Sansa thinks that she did need a new gown because she had just grown fucking three inches in the last couple months alone. And... She, the old woman says that 
You're going to have a full bosom like the queen. You shouldn't try to hide it. And this makes Sansa blush, but she thinks she had been having some trouble lacing her jerkin all the way up to the top. And she had been noticing a stable boy staring at her chest uh, as he helped her into her horse and some men gawking at her as yeah. well. Um, Sansa's growing. Like, she's becoming hot yeah. and beautiful. Cersei's a great beauty. Everybody, like... It's well known. So the fact that like the seamstress is saying, you know, you're that and you're we, filling up like the queen is like to bring up a point I mentioned in John's uh, chapter before this episode. Egret um, is mentioned as being very plain. Yeah, and that if she was amongst the high ladies uh, down south, she would just look like a small folk, She'd be a commoner. Small folk, It'd be, yeah. It would not look attractive. And so we already have this super high standard that, you know, she was an attractive young girl. That's why the prince was thrilled to have her. The hound is always hounded after her. See what I did there? Uh, Littlefinger is always, you uh, know, perving out. Baelish. Creeping. And so the fact that she is growing older, we know that she just, you know, flowered for the first time. Uh, well, quite a while ago now. Yeah, is, at this point. You know, some time has passed. And so, yeah, she's becoming a fucking adult is what's happening. Yeah. And it's got, again, it's got to be confusing as shit. I think we mentioned it during that episode when she was flowering that, sir, like, she doesn't have that motherly figure to walk her through these. And, like, she just doesn't have the greatest people around her to help. So it's kind of nice to see Marjorie filling that. But, again, like you said, like, just catch a break. Yeah. The scene just tells her that she'll have small clothes and mantles and cloaks and all else befitting a lovely young lady. And she kind of does a pause here and then says of noble birth. Yeah. What do you think the pause was going to be? Bride? Yes. That's what I think. 100%. Bride. Yes. Yeah. A bride or a bride of Lannister, a lady uh, of right. Lannister. Or for your own, for your wedding. Yeah. It's something that would have almost. So pre- this, is, this is actually kind of a contentious point as to what this dress is being made for because I have a couple of uh, editorial issues. Yeah, we'll get to those at the end. With this chapter, but in searching for information about these editorial issues that I found, I stumbled upon an argument about this steamstress thing and what the dress, because when she does this pause, it was debated as to what she's saying and whether or not it is already known at this point that Sansa is going to be married off to Tyrion. And it is... It's just the language in this chapter makes it confusing because Sansa in this, I mean, this is a this chapter happens in real time in like maybe fifteen minutes of Sansa's life, if that, if that. and it's mainly her rec- recalling the last couple days. She met with Dantos about two days ago, and so at this point she is by the point she's getting these measurements, she has already told Dantos of the Tyrells' plans to marry her. We know Peter Baelish is back in town. Dantos freaks out when she tells him, runs immediately to Peter Baelish. And in Tyrion's next chapter, we will learn that Tywin will say, Baelish has already proved his worth again because just a couple days past, he brought us word of a Tyrell plot to whisk Lady Stark away and marry her away, marry her to Willis of Highgarden. And so right. at this point, the Lannisters probably do know, and this dress most likely is for her wedding to Tyrion. Right. And she, however, believes... <laughs> well, yeah, so she says, yeah, a lovely young lady of noble birth. And Sansa asks if they'll be ready in time for the king's wedding. And she says, oh, much sooner. Yeah, which Her is, grace again, insists. The hint, which is stating... We've set that... all of... I have six seamstresses and ten other apprentice workers, and we've set all other work aside. Many ladies will be cross, but the queen commands it. Yeah, so this... 
now that we're here, this chapter is Martin's blatant footpath showing Sansa's getting married to some. What you think is happening is not happening. 100% this is stating this dress needs to be ready for an occasion. This is too nice of a dress. Yeah. Way too nice. You need to be suitable for a woman of your new station. She's going to be married to a Lannister. And Tywin, I bet, is like, no, get her close. She's she's now going to be a fucking Lannister. Yeah. Like, get her the proper attire for this. Right, she's marrying and, a Lannister, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the wedding dress itself, it's got to be the most amazing thing ever because it's your fucking wedding. It's not, they're not going to let you look that spectacular with Marjorie there. Yeah. Like, I mean, not that she could. Right, right, right. But, yeah, right. Or, whatever, but or could uh, you know, but... don't wear white to a wedding right, type thing. exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. And so she tells the seamstress to thank the queen for her thoughtfulness, and the lady says, yes, the queen is very generous as she gathers up her things and leaves. And when she was alone, Sansa starts to worry about why. Why so, the new dress? Skirt. Yeah. What did you? The seamstress left. Yeah, yeah. No, we need to. We need to make sure that this is on record. <laughs> the seamstress left here is what we. The seamstress agrees. Yes, the queen is very generous, and she gathered her things and took her leave. Make note of that. When listeners. Sansa was alone is the next. And check your books, because it's the way it's worded in mine, and it's the way it's worded in Nate's. We have the paperback storm of sorts, and so. Check your books and just make sure that which the you know language... people are all over the world and there's right, different right, right, right. But we'll come back to this. Yeah, just we'll come back to this. Remember this moment when she was alone. Sansa begins to worry about why, and she's like, "Why now? Why would the queen give her a dress?" She bets that Marjorie and her grandmother have their hands in it somehow. Incorrect. Sorry, no. sweetheart. And Marjorie, she thinks, had been very kind. Her ladies welcoming Sansa. And she had almost forgotten how pleasant the company of women could be. Lady Leonette gave her lessons on the high harp. Lady Janna shared all the latest gossip. Mary Crane had amazing stories. And little Lady Balder reminded her of Bulwer. Bulwer reminded her of Arya, though not so fierce. So this is where I started to feel bad for Sansa. How better, how better to gain this girl's trust. Absolute. Give her friends. Give her friends and companions and people like her. Like in Marjorie, who's so sweet and so kind. Sansa's getting played. Hard. And she's getting played well. So And Marjorie's a fucking player. Like, and fuck, it sucks. Like, because Lemon, like, uh, one of our listeners, I can't remember who specifically. Corey. Corey mentions the lemon cakes. And like, all right, George, you're beating us over the head. That's, That's to say... Like Olena made a point of it. We know they're your favorite. They're they're slowly disarming her and getting her comfortable, and it's working. Marjorie is showing her kindness in a city where she's known nothing but scorn and anger, and right. she's the daughter of a ba- uh, but fucking traitor. And so now these beautiful people from High Garden, the rosiest of rosy places in the Seven Kingdoms, come in. With beautiful Loris and right. sweet, kind, beautiful Marjorie. But the three she was closest in age to were the cousins. Yeah. Eleanor, Alla, and Mega. Mega was round and loud. Alla, quiet and shy. And Eleanor is the one who's in charge. She's actually a woman, technically. Right. The oldest, the one who's, you know, flowered already. Yeah, they are 
some from some lesser houses of House Tyrell, and uh, Eleanor quips roses lower on the bush. And she's kind of smart and witty, Sansa. So that's very similar to I don't know. Just I thought of the phrase when she said that mm-hmm. that we're we're you know roses down down at the bottom of the bush. We're not really high in succession for anything. We're... I mean, it's similar to the Karstarks, right? It's those extended branches mm-hmm. of the family, and yeah, sometimes. And this is also crucial for Feast for Crows, Marjorie stuff. Right. These little girls, this sleeping in the bed, this and the gossiping, all and of this sharing. stuff becomes a trial for the High Sparrow of what Marjorie's actually doing with this little gaggle of girls and whether or not there's orgies going on type thing. Right. And so the girls had taken Sansa in as if they'd known her her all their lives. Yeah. Again. Take by her command, in. right. Get her to love you. Become her best friend. Don't, right. And Doing it, needlework yep. all day, eating Gossiping lemon cakes. It over lemon cakes. And buying go- tiles, yeah. singing in the sept. And then often one or two would be chosen to share Marjorie's bed. Her favorite things. Where they'd giggle all the night away. Yeah. All of Sansa's favorite things. All representative of a place that is almost and fairy tale in its lore. So the, I think that at the moment... Clearly, the reason that she's sharing the bed is so that she can get that person's information. Their gossip, yeah. Give me what did, what did you learn about Sansa? What did right. she tell you? Who does she love? Who does she care about? Who is she talking? Like, anything. Right. Everything. Uh, all of it's something to gain That's the why. trust of Sansa, yeah. Uh, and then we learn that Mega is absolutely insane about being kissed. She just wants a kiss. And her and Alla would play kissing games sometimes, but Mega says it's not the same as kissing a man. And Sansa wonders what Mega would think of her kissing the Hound. And I just love it because it's – that thought felt very Arya to me of like – Right. I've – I've killed a kid. Yeah. Like – I kissed the I kissed the Hound. Like – Almost like it's a, a mark A of, badge of honor. And like I, I survived that I almost encounter. see it more as a scar that like – Well, well right, 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 right. Like, here, right. Like, it certainly this. isn't from a place of power. Right. It's, but – and it's it's almost strange, and again, it's uh, that <laughs> she can't catch a fucking break, you right. know, because she's that's what she rela- like is related, and she says it to them even, or thinks it to about them soon about how these silly, stupid yep. girls. Because it's actually, I think, right then that she's mentions how. Well, because next, it's Mega starts gushing over the fact that Sansa was set aside. And she's like, right. "Oh, how I'm you must so have wept!" So... Right. And Sansa again saying. thinks. Joffrey made me weep more often than you'd think, but not for the reasons you would think. Yeah. Like, she, but so she doesn't say anything. But, and that's what she thinks. Like these little girls are still swept up in their oh, songs. Actually, is that that's after no, they no, talk no. about her? Well, they talk about how Eleanor was promised, promised to, to a son of Lord Ambrose once he earns his Right, right. And they're spot. talking about how gallant he was yeah. in the Battle of Blackwater. And they just and that's where she's like these stupid. Girls. She wants her husband to kiss her and then kill a hundred men. Right. And Sansa's like. You've never seen a man. You've die. never seen You've never battle. Seen a dead. Yeah, like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're living in your stupid songs and your stupid dreams and you're just stupid little girls, which I'm pretty sure she is literally said to herself. Their dreams were full of stories and songs as Sansa's had been before Joffrey took her father's head off. Sansa pitied them. Sansa envied them. I mean. She has more wisdom than they right. may at this point. I mean, she's clearly, She does. She absolutely right. does. She's being played by people who are better at but this But at the same time, her. these ones might specifically be playing her as well. I don't think they're playing her. I think that they were, I think hey, go be friends the, with right, her. The most, and then Marjorie's playing right, them the same. Right. I think uh, 
later on in Feast, when things start getting a little more intense with Marjorie, Mega, Ella, and Eleanor. Maybe Eleanor knows, but I think Ella and uh, the the youngest one are Mega and Ella. Mega and Ella are just too little. Yeah, but and Eleanor would make sense. But yeah, it's it's Sansa's getting played by people who are better and in a way that she's not used to yet. And they're counterplaying her. She's the piece. She's the pawn that's being played between the right, Tyrells, they're and, Tyrells Lannisters and Lannisters because she is just a, a hostage there. I mean, she's a she's a claim, as Dantos right. tells her drunkenly soon. And yeah, but however, Marjorie was sweet and gentle. But had a little of her grandmother in her as well. Two days ago, she had taken Sansa hawking. Sansa's first time out of the city since the Battle of Blackwater. And the dead were moved, but the mudgate is still a mess from Stannis' ram, and some charred ship holes poke up from the river like charred fingers. So this is a fucking power play by Marjorie. They are. I think this is a huge play for her. Oh, yeah? Because I think it's the freedom. She's teasing her with freedom. We're getting you out of the castle walls. Like, you haven't, you've been trapped with the Lannisters, and she's not free to leave. She, if she tried to run, she would be run down. Right, they have guards. Like... But she's allowed to go out of the... And with Marjorie by her side, almost with that impunity now. Like, oh, I've got the the next queen, and, she, and so I can leave the castle. And so I just think that's a big, a big step for Marjorie to, again, gain the trust of Sansa by doing this. Something that Cersei could have done, sent her out to different places or done things. I mean, I suppose not during war, but... Yeah. Um, I just think it's a big, a big thing for Marjorie to have done here. They're ferried across to the Kingswood, where they find a wilderness of ash and dead trees but the hawking is good because there's plenty of birds around and they managed to take some down and when they were alone Marjorie tells Sansa that Willis just has the absolute best birds which Corey has a really interesting point to make on this when we get to his email that I certainly didn't pick up on. I didn't either and I have so much to say about it. So yeah well we'll get to your your question Corey because it's a very good interesting point but She also then calls her sister and gives her hand a squeeze, and Sansa just thinks she had always dreamt of a sister like Marjorie, gentle and beautiful. Arya had been most unsatisfactory as far as sisters went. And Sansa panics. How can I let my sister marry Joffrey? So she always, as soon as she has somebody to look up to, is throwing Arya back onto the bus. Um, I mean, again, she semi-complimented her. Earlier by saying that this the the little girl there isn't near quite uh, Lady Bulwer so fierce. isn't as fierce as Arya and then a little bit later in the chapter one how of her children, one of her children it kind of looks like Arya yeah. as well but that's a dream and so it's a little more the subconscious floating in that she does want her sister but man after all you've been through that's still pretty <laughs> like I mean and it's not there's nothing wrong with knowing you know. Oh, I've always wanted a sister like this, and being too young to realize it—it's not saying I wish that Arya was this. I would have preferred her over that. No, I just wish there were time, either another sister that I could have bonded with that way. Yeah. Or you managed to, you know, pretend you liked it enough where it was fun to do together. But yeah, I, I, I just. It's so sweet, and I just, it breaks my heart that little Sansa's gonna get fucked. She tells Marjorie not to marry Joffrey and tells her that he'll hurt you, and Marjorie smiles confidently. I shouldn't think so. I'll have Sir Loras. Uh, my father forced him to appoint Sir Loras to the King's Guard, and so I'll have one of the fiercest knights in the Seven Kingdoms to protect me. So I believe our little lion had best behave. And then 
she uh, laughs and says that they should race back. It would drive their guards absolutely mad, and without waiting for an answer, she kicks off. Does Marjorie know about the murder plot? Uh, I think so. She smiles I... confidently and thinks, says, I don't think he's going to fucking hurt me, wouldn't they? I'm fairly certain she does, because... And then she, you know, makes it about Loris to give that right. gallant... Right. Simple girl explanation of my brother will protect me because knights are valent, but yeah, because nah, he's gonna be fucking murdered by my grandma. I just feel like the the Tyrells do have that advantage over the Lannisters where they work together. Yeah. Like they, oh yeah yeah like, yeah absolutely. Because like, if Tywin and Cersei aligned, if Tywin Cersei and Tyrion, Dunsky, who Dunsky, could stop right. that? Like you have the most brilliant strategic mind in Tywin, one of the top political minds in Tyrion, and just the swagger of fucking Cersei. Not yeah, that yeah, all three right, don't right. have their type, right, but she's right. got that. She's the face of the fucking the world, and just fuck, man. The yeah, stuff no, they could the Tyrell, and I think that's what it is. The Tyrells are a cohesive unit. Tyre, uh, Mace is kind of a dipshit. I think he's a pawn to Olena. Right. He does what Mom I feel says. like Olena has certainly been like, Marjorie is my, she's the heir that she's I want who and who have. I'm putting my money right. on. Loris is sort of her in the wings protector. Right. But I think Marjorie is who Olena's fucking cash and her chips in on. And I think Marjorie is a hundred percent in on it just would make things easier for Olena to work everything out if she has Marjorie. Well right. And then with everything they've heard, how confident she still is. And like if Marjorie is a player, which it seems to be she wouldn't just be like, because I have one Kingsguard. Right. Like, because Sansa kind of goes on to think, uh, like, she's so brave, but there are other Kingsguard and Gold Cloaks and Red Cloaks besides. Marjorie fucking knows that. Right. Marjorie obviously knows what happened to Ned Stark. Everyone knows that the Gold Cloaks betrayed him and fucking yeah, yeah. grabbed him up. Like, so. She's got something else she, in right, mind. Right, she's got something else in mind. A transition power. Right. You know, she's how gonna... it should go. <laughs> Let's not get too topical. So, Joffrey, she thinks, may restrain himself sooner. Uh, may restrain himself, but sooner or later he'll show his claws. And then, well, the realm may have a second Kingslayer in Sir Loris. Man, so I... If, if Marjorie wasn't already completely aware of the whole thing... Sansa does show a bit of wisdom in this, this thinking I process. I love that. I, um, oh, my goodness. From the one night can't stop anything, and then it evolves from, like, because all the guards that, that they would have against you, but if you were to just have that one night, mm-hmm. the way he could succeed is becoming the next fucking And then she later. thinks there'd be war within the Red Keep and then probably war in the Seven Kingdoms even further. And so... But if Marjorie isn't worried about it, she must be being silly. So she thinks Marjorie must be wiser than her. Right. And then we cut to when she told Sir Dantos of the Tyrell marriage, he freaked the fuck out. You cannot. These Tyrells are Lannisters with flowers. Promise me. Give me a kiss on the cheek and promise me you'll go ahead as we planned. And Sansa kind of skirts away from his kiss and she's like, I won't. I can't. I don't need you anymore. I don't need the boats to fucking ferry me off and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I'm good. We got something else in mind. The Tyrells care nothing for you. Sweet John Quill, open your eyes. It is your claim they want. And she like, she's like, my claim? And he's like, you're the heir to Winterfell, brah. And so she wrenched away from him and left him swaying there under the heart tree, 
and she hadn't been back since. No. Nope. Fuck you. And yeah, Dantos ran off and told Littlefinger immediately. Right. And Littlefinger went and told Tywin because he needs Sansa in the city. He does. He can't have her in High Garden. Right. So, fucking a. She, his words stuck with her though, because she thinks, "Why would Willis want Winterfell when he has High Garden, which is pretty very very naive, naive. to yeah. think oh, he has the most beautiful of land, like in keeps and castles. Why would he want dreary, drab winter, wintry fell like the power?" Right. So some nights she'd whisper his name, Willis, into her pillow just to see how it sounded, and she thinks to herself that it sounds awful close to Loris, so that's cool. Jeez. And she, she pictures them sitting together with puppies on their lap and taking pleasure barges and... Little children running around that she'd name Brandon and Rickon and fucking little Eddard or something. Yeah, we'll teach them to be as noble as Sir Loris and to hate Lannisters. All right. Woo. Let's Let's chill out, Sansa. We're getting... Little yeah, racist there, or namesist. Namesist. In her dreams, yes, her children look like the brothers she had lost, and one little girl even slightly resembled Arya. But every time she pictured Willis, it would slowly change back into Loras, and she thinks that you can't think of him like that, or he'll see disappointment when they met. So, and he might be the only champion she ever has. It's incredibly difficult for her to dream and imagine what somebody looks like if she's never seen them. Who can blame her for it slipping to the one person? Sansa's going to be her own champion. Yeah? Yeah. Like, he's the only champion she'll ever have. Fuck that shit. She's going to start handling shit herself. Well, it's not funny at all, um, but almost funny in the way that she has, like, Four or five champions between. Well, Joffrey like, what better way to and... break the the damsel in distress trope than she's not in distress? Like, Sansa's learning and growing right, right now. Literally, we're told that her breasts are growing. She her height is growing. Sansa is learning and growing, and every fucking day yeah, that physically she spends, and yes. mentally and strategically. And so soon, and... she's not gonna need any man or woman to swoop in and save her because she's gonna do it her fucking self. Like. And it, I don't. That became apparent here, right. just with the language Martin is using. Like, this girl is so desperate for a champion, she's gonna find it in herself. Fucking come on, yo! Like Sansa's the shit. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I lost my place because I got excited. That's okay. Uh, sometimes oh. though, one night she did dream that she was Little still PTSD the one marrying, marrying Joffrey. Joffrey. And at their wedding night, on their wedding night, he turned into Sir Ilan Payne, and she awoke trembling. Yeah, that's just fucking... That's, that's just a nightmare. PTSD from her father yes, that's and called a nightmare. being with Joffrey. Yeah, and, yeah that's not a dream, it's Sansa. fucking you shitty have, bullshit. Yeah, no good. She doesn't want Marjorie to suffer as she did, but fears them calling off the, war- the wedding and thinks, I warned her. I did. I told her the truth of him. And she will see his true nature soon enough. So Sansa decides that next time she goes to the sep, she'll light a candle to the mother to protect Marjorie from Joffrey's cruelty, and perhaps a candle to the warrior for Loras as well. I'm assuming just for protection, or just because she likes him as well. Right. She'd, she decides she'd... Uh, <laughs> all right. As the seamstress took her leave... Wait, the, what did you just say? Remember that seamstress again. Hold as, on, what did you just say? As the seamstress... Took her leave, Sansa decides she will wear the gown. Mine says took her last measurements. Oh, yeah, but as the seamstress took her last measurements, which is funny because the seamstress left 
and Sansa was alone. But apparently, as the seamstress takes her last measurements, she's reappeared back in the room. It's bothering the shit out of me. How does that work? I don't like it. How does that work, people? Are so, we crazy? That's uh, that's the editorial issue I had, had an issue with, because yes, the seamstress is very clearly described as leaving, and Sansa specifically thinks that when she's alone, she worries about why the gown is being made, and then here we get when the seamstress took her la- is taking her last measurements, she's deciding that she's going to wear it to the wedding ceremony. Is that just a typo type thing that the editors didn't catch, or... Are we just reading the language wrong or weird? Because I don't know. Well, it's, it's weird. We don't. And know. so people like Julian who, you know, try to listen to help get the, the... Sorry, this one's fucked. This one's fucked. Like, so, like, this isn't our... What the shit? They did something weird here. Martin or the editors or somebody. Anyway, well, dumb, let us dumb. know. Yeah, let us know if we're just dumb. But, like, check your books. It's weird. So... Yeah, she decides she'll wear it for the ceremony at the Baylor's Great Sept. That must be why Cersei's having it made, so she wouldn't be shabby at the wedding. But she thinks she should have a different gown for the feast after. She doesn't want to get that one dirty, but one of her old gowns will have to do for the feast because she wants to take the nice gown with her to Highgarden so that Willis will see her in it. Because even if it is Winterfell that he wants, he may come to love her for herself. Yeah. So she hugs herself tightly and wonders how long until the gown is finished. She can hardly wait to wear it. And this is Martin being a son of a fucking bitch again, Because the gown being done means she's getting married to Tyrion. Yes. He has her excited and... Into- Remember, she couldn't wait for Joffrey's wedding to get the fuck out of there. So she was still, like, that day. Right. And now... It's this dress that she has no idea. She's inadvertently excited for her own wedding that to she's an unwilling participant in. Yes. Bloody Actually, both of them hell. will be unwilling. Yeah, he's, he's not for this But that's the end of Sansa 2. And, I mean, Fuck. I think it's a great chapter. It's su- it's I thought it was a spectacular sucks chapter. sucks because I think it's very clear how well the Tyrells are playing it. They're offering Sansa the one thing she has not gotten in this fucking city, which is kindness and a place to just relax and smile and eat and gossip and play tiles and be the fucking kid that she is and the young lady that she is. Like, so, you know, I think people give Sansa a little too much. And I was one of them, but I see why people are on the Sansa ship and I'm there. This She's going to end up being her own fucking champion in this world. Yeah, very. It's, and it's going to be it awesome. Almost makes me think if... um. If Brienne wasn't as right. physically right, right, right. Challenged she, she's she going to be the Cersei that Cersei wants to be, where she doesn't need to have sex with people or because make the people, people fear respect her, her and right. will just listen and do it. And everything that Cersei fears is not going to be a concern to Sansa because people are going to love the Queen of the North. She's going to be Queen of well, the North. Well, that's what's going to be awesome is that she's going to utilize these fucking tricks and traits that she's learned she's from Cersei. She's learned. That she's learning from Marjorie and Olena, that she's learning from uh, Potentially Daenerys. And, yeah, whoever else. And then will retain that Ned Stark honor that right. we saw and the talked Stark about honor, that's so yeah. prevalent in Jon and Rob. Right. We and see the girls, it in Arya. Yes. We see it in Sansa, and so of course she's going to have that honor, and she's going to show us fuck Rob, fuck John, fuck like Rob fucked it. He didn't do like that's his fault. Yep. I didn't marry like I was forced to marry these. Right, 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 right. This isn't my shit. No, like, I, I, I didn't no do any choice. marriage. Choice. I was a hostage, bitches. Right. So 
I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, no, she... I think it's the Stark girls who are going to take it in the end. Yeah. Be way more important than any of the Stark guys, besides maybe Jon Snow, who isn't technically a Stark. Yeah, he's that, the bastard. The mix, with the... yeah. No, the Targaryen-Stark yep. mix, hybrid. So, so with that, we'll convene our small council and get some inductees yeah, going. Man. Cool. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I was doing that off air, and then I decided to keep doing. Is that it. the Jetsons? No, uh, it's I Dream of Genie, I think. Oh God, Maybe. I don't fucking, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think so. What up? Welcome to the Small Council, where we talk about Game of Thrones stuff. So, and I Dream of Genie. Yeah, man. We got some great inductees for Sansa too that yeah. we'll get to. But what's yours? Mine is gonna go. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I, wow. I I had the one I wanted to give it to, but I I'm gonna change it. I I think I'm. I, oh, do it's it. It's been between Loris. I'm giving it to Loris because okay. it was between Willis and Loris. But oh, I just really like the way. I mean, they become interchangeable, but Loris, like you know, Loris is the guy she wants, and like there's nothing wrong with that. Like she's attracted to him. She's been told the other dude. It's comely enough, but, like, he's lame. Loris is this valiant, sweet, badass knight who's proven his valor. Like, I, you know, I don't I don't hold it against her. And like you said, like, it's hard to picture someone you've right. never seen. And so especially if you know, like, what their brother looks like, right. you're obviously going to start adding features to that. So, yeah, I think so Sir Loris. For... I have a few things to mention about your inductee. I, because I fucking love Willis. That's fucking... And Loris is tight as shit anyway. So I think that both of them are going to have a lot more. Well, Willis will get some, but Loris will have more FaceTime. We're going to be dealing with them a lot more come. Uh, and Loris dying. Winds of winter. I mean, who not somebody always di- basically dying at some point throughout this series? All right. So, for real? That's what you're going to go with? Jesus Christ. Oh, we're all slowly aging, so <laughs> we're all slowly dying. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Willis will be. Yeah, that'd be cool. I hope they do pop up in wins Um, just because Highgarden's an interesting place. I want to know. And thankfully, the books haven't gotten us to a point where, like, the fucking Tyrells all blow up in a fucking explosion. Like, so, like, I hope there's more to it where Marjorie gets a couple one-ups on Cersei. and we Or or at least we get a definitive. Because, like, I don't necessarily think that it's, Marjorie's going to like win the Game of Thrones or anything like that, but I'd like to at least get some confirmation as to whether or not she's, she's a player the game on the and level like that they are and, and yeah, whether or not she's actually like been involved, like had a hand in it directly type thing where it's not just Olena. Marjorie is the player right. that we kind of all question whether or not how much Her she's active in it. Yeah, so that should be cool. Nice. You got an inductee. Uh, yeah, I'm giving mine to Sansa. Sansa? Yeah, she just fucking, she's, for all the reasons we talked about the whole thing, like, I feel bad, because she, she just can't catch a break. Yeah, it's But, shitty. like, I'm proud of this little chick, because she's, like, she's learning all this shit, she's, she's growing into this badass, like, I know we always, everyone always talks about how badass Arya is, Sansa's turning into a badass all in her own. Right. Like, the shit she's gonna be capable of is I think it's gonna impress the fuck. Well, out like, of even and that's you. what I'm when I when I brought up like the kiss with the hound. Like, right now it's a scar. I think she's gonna start using that as her. Like, look at what I did. I faced down the hound. Like, 
Yeah. I sat I sang for him and he cried and like he was begging me for me to go with him. Like I and I wasn't scared when I think about it. Like yeah, I was scared that he but I wasn't really fucking scared. Like I did it. I handled it and I think eventually all of that shit Joffrey She's gonna use it as yeah. her power of like. Well, like Tyrion says, never use again. Your, what, right. what bothers you the most? Use the, it as a, as your armor, armor, armor yourself in it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what she's gonna do. Where it's nah, fuck this shit. It ain't ever happening again. So, we did get some inductees. We got a Raven from the Dreadfort from Corey that says, "Hey guys, glad you gents are feeling better. Thank you. Short and sweet." I still don't get Sansa. She's comparing her old self to Marjorie's cousins that everything in the world is unicorns and rainbows, but then she dreams of sitting in a garden with puppies on her lap. Also, George, enough with the lemon cakes. We all know it's her favorite. As I said, I think it's all just... The lemon cakes especially are just disarming her. Like The Tyrells are playing her good, and the puppies, like... See, that's what I think is... I like the puppies. ...is with the, the lemon cakes is they're, they're there as this obvious you know right temptation this is this obvious like if they're giving her these then you know that they are trying well when life gives you lemons (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's that it's that there's that temptation if it's too sweet if a deal is too sweet to be true it probably is there's this literal fucking stack of lemon cake like i really do think george is trying to use that as a literary device to say exactly this is too sweet of a deal this is too good to be true this is sansa's favorite thing in the world like anytime there's the lemon cakes these people are fucking they suck right they're they're not good people and uh then he asks did marjorie hint that willis is a warg and he quotes he flies an eagle sometimes Corey, you motherfucker so nate has been all obsessed, especially since our Patreon episode, if you're a Patreon listener, where we discussed Ariane, and there are wargs reported to be as far south as, like, the the forests of Dorne and some of the... The outskirts. The outskirts. Outskirts. um, When Ariane was there, was visiting one of the keeps there, one of the the girls was talked about being lame and strange because she was doing things that were very green seer, very war possible dragons flying over doing all sorts of shit. And so it got me just obsessed with the idea that why are wargs? Willis is a broken man. And right. And And so I wanted to mention earlier when we were actually in the chapter, but because of your, your email, I had to hold on to it just because, you know, maybe he's doing the same shit Bran did. Like, he fell. He, whatever the reason, I forget what the reason. His horse fell on him. Right. And just that that struggle of, I'm never going to walk or ride again. He's got a fucking eagle, dude. Right. He's, are you fucking kidding me? And just a chapter ago, we learned about a man who is literally trapped inside an eagle. Or What the fuck? Fuck, man. Like, how did I oversee this for so many years? So, Corey, you're my fucking hero. So, question. What would happen if Sansa did go and marry him and they made it, they, they produced offspring? Like, would that Dude, be like if a, their bloodline a powerful who, war? Ah, like, that's cool. Like, if he actually is a, and I think. Corey, I hear it may... skips a generation, so <laughs> maybe the Corey. I, th- I think you're onto something, Corey. Like it could absolutely be that they. And I mean, 
That would make sense Dude, for how yes. smart the Tyrells are. I fucking love it. If they have a fucking warg among them who's mm-hmm. doing some shit, like spectacular. So great question, thank you, Corey. And Keen then he eagle says, eye there, Corey. Zach. Well, no, we're just gonna let that sit for a minute. But he said, Corey says his inductee is the Queen Regent, not sparing any cost for Sansa's gown. Cheers, Corey from the Dreadfort. So thank you, Corey. Great Thanks, question. Man. Great inductee. Awesome. I am going to take the next inductee all the way from France. It's our buddy Julian. Hello, my friends. As I write those words, you just went to vote for your future president. Well done, hopefully. Yo. It was well done. It's just a mess now. We did. Because we voted correctly. This is fucking ridiculous. We apologize on behalf of whoever we can for what you are seeing happen here. It's insanity, man. It's insanity, it's insanity, man. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I, I'm done with that. Anyway, back to Julian's. Julian's email. Interesting chapter that kind of was a pain to read. <laughs> it felt to me like Sansa took a step down. Back to her kind of annoying behavior. It's not the same at all, but superficially, uh, you know, and child's dreams came back to the surface. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as for his inductee, it's going to be the stable boy. Wink, wink. <laughs> Valar Buberis. So I would like to assume that the stable boy is like 15, 16. So like it's not weird. And it's only weird with the men that Sansa notes are looking at her now. So like yeah, I, I think like she, I think he would be even a little younger than that. I would say yeah. 10 to 12 is a more likely age for the stable boy. Which. And that is not an insane response for a, a that's, kid that's, that age. That's going to be my headcanon anyway, because like, I don't want to picture like, like 40, a 40 year, year old stable, stable boy. boy. <laughs> Look at this pretty lady. No, so thank you, Julian. Thank you, Julian. We love your emails as always. We did also get an inductee from Karen, and Karen says for Sansa, poor Sansa, so excited but still wary about her new dress, not knowing she will be wearing it to marry Tyrion. I think that's the saddest fucking point of all. And and I uh, to your point, Karen, I think that's a credit to Martin of how well he focuses that lens of this is what Sansa sees with this dress. She's convinced right. Marjorie and Olena have right. something to do with it. It's because you're getting married to Tyrion, mm-hmm. my girl. Like, So Karen goes on to say her inductee, Willis Tyrell, or at least Sansa's version of him. He gives her hope for the future, and it's been so long since she she's had that, and it won't last long. I think Willis would have done good. I really I think, think it, it could have been a good matching, absolutely. Because I think he would have almost humbled her by being lame, like because right. she and not that she needs humbling. Like it's not to say but that. I but I feel like he'd be the one to give her the puppies that she and wants. And he would. I, I from what he, what I've what read we, about yeah, him yeah. and such so far. He seems like he would treat her well. And, yeah. You know, and she says they could learn. And I know it's that's fucked in today's society, but she he could learn to love her. She could learn to love right, him. Right. It's that, you know, that Ned Catlin thing. The forced marriage. Yeah, it's it's a rough circumstance. And it's not but... necessarily, you know, and granted, at this point, she's settling. Right. Like, because <laughs> anything's better than any of the stuff that she could have. She's been offered. But, yeah, I think that they, I think they could have been cool. Together. Yeah, I think it. And I mean, again, it's not. For Sansa's refusal, it's because Tywin marries her to Tyrion and and shit gets out of hand. But, yeah, who knows? I really hope that that's a storyline, at least the Highgarden-Willis thing comes up again. Loras absolutely will have to because Loras is doing some shit actively. But 
or dying actively. <laughs> but uh, Willis would be cool to see pop back up in future I, chapters. I, I'm convinced he will be. Well, thank you all for writing in. If you would like to write in as Karen, Corey, and Julian did, you can hit us up in many ways. Yeah, of course. He's going to get there that look to make me have to say all the socials because he's like, I don't know any of these here. Do it. So, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach is on Twitter. Carstark92. I know that one. Fucking good for you. Uh, we're on Instagram at Manners Without as well. We have the Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners. Our email, which is where most people tend to write in their inductees, is without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. Gmail.com. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. That'd be sweet. Please. Please. And, you know, give us some stars. Subscribe. The usual stuff Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Breaker, yeah. Stitcher. Next episode, we're reading Aria. Spotify. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, dude, don't forget. Dude, YouTube. What is up, people? Yeah, YouTube's going ham. I like it. I like it. Let's go hound ham. Anyway, yes, next episode we we will be reading is Aria 3. That will come out on the normal date and time. Which will be Friday. And we should be on that episode announcing, because our first guest is set to appear on Tyrion 3. So we go Aria 3. Sam 1. Oh. And then Tyrion 3. Oh, shib. And so Tyrion 3 is set to have our first guest. However, that person hasn't confirmed the time just yet. We're scheduled to go this weekend sometime and record. But the time. And I want to make sure we have that locked in before I announce their name. right And so it will likely be on Arya's episode, Arya 3, where we make the announcement of who the first guest will be of the season. And that will be on Tyrion 3. That'll be sweet. So, you got anything else? No. No, you never Send us in Dr. Yusuaria 3. And Samwell 1. And Samwell 1. And then, what is that? Dude, Samwell have some of the best chapters, because Samwell is plural. And I'm so excited for Sam chapters, dude. I heart Sam so much. Yeah, Fuck me you, too. you will too. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. You're gonna. Get the sour face off, you fucking. Fuck you. We'll catch you on the next one. Validaris! Peace.